Hi, I'm Steve Malunovic, and you're listening to You Changed My Mind. I started this podcast for people who maybe have been given answers to questions about faith, God, or the Bible that just don't work for you anymore. Or maybe you have questions, yet no one to ask. Maybe you felt like you weren't allowed to bring something up at church or at the family dinner table. Maybe you got in trouble for asking something that's impolite or challenged someone. I'm advocating that you aren't a bad Christian for having doubts, asking tough questions, for changing the way you think and what you believe when new information is presented. This is the podcast where no questions about God, the Bible, church, and Christian life are off limits. I'm not trying to push my own particular theology, although I have my convictions that I'll share with my guests. Instead, I want to see what ideas and practices hold up when tested, challenged, and probed. Our culture seems very steeped in doubling down and an inability to admit when we're wrong. It doesn't take long to watch anything on the news or YouTube to see people yelling and name-calling, refusing to hear the other out. I was struck by an interview I heard where a guest heard out the host and genuinely said, You know, I think you're right. I think I'll change my mind on that. And they both laughed and commented on how rare it is to hear words like that. My hope is that at the end of each episode to be able to say, you changed my mind on that, or at the very least, to understand and appreciate the other's viewpoint better. For this mini intro episode, I just wanted to give a more fleshed out explanation of what this project is all about. I enjoy listening to podcasts, especially ones based around theology and the Bible. I'm often amazed at the conversations, but still think, man, I wish I could ask that person some further questions. I'm a pastor in the greater Los Angeles area and find myself talking with people looking for answers to life's greatest questions. When I was in graduate school, I heard from some of my professors that for every question we get answered, we leave with two more that we never thought of. This is often my experience as a pastor and something I miss about going to school. I once had a New Testament studies class, and we happened to be reading through Matthew 27, verses 9 through 10, where it says that something Jesus did fulfilled a prophecy in the book of Jeremiah. However, I had read this passage many years ago, and my study Bible had a note saying the prophecy was not found in Jeremiah. It said that the closest thing was found in Zechariah. Its explanation was that Matthew did not make an error when saying this, but that Zechariah had prophesied in the spirit of Jeremiah. That explanation worked for me then, but I wanted to dig deeper. And where better to ask this question than in seminary? So I asked my teacher about it, and he knew this could be a loaded question that could start a fight over inerrancy. He digressed into a lengthy monologue about his view on inerrancy, how we got the Bible, and so on. I was so worried uh, that everyone was going to hate me for asking the question. Sometimes people just want to know what they need to know just to pass the test, and that's it. That was especially my uh, experience in undergrad. I was surprised that people thanked me after class. No one really thought to ask him about that, and people said, it's so nice to be in an environment where we can ask these tough questions. That response from my classmate has stuck with me. Every now and then, I'll be preparing for a Sunday message or sitting in a prayer meeting, and a question rises up that I wish I had asked in seminary. I love working for the church, but my career would be short-lived if I even ask a few of the challenging, ethereal questions that often come to my mind. I miss having forums to entertain these kinds of ideas. So why not get the smartest people I can convince to come on a podcast to discuss them together? One final story before I go, and I'm sure we'll do an episode about this in the near future. One of my favorite seminary classes was on the nature of humanity, the church, and Christian life. Our professor started the first class by asking us about something we know for sure. Of all the things in the world, 
besides God? What are we most certain of? We started off with gravity, this foundational belief that things go up uh, generally and they go down generally, uh, and it comes to shape our everyday lives. So he asked us to imagine that he had absolutely convinced us, without a shadow of a doubt, that gravity was a lie. That would probably shake the core of who and what we trust and cause us to live differently if gravity really doesn't exist. A more practical example is a kid learning that Santa Claus isn't real. For a little kid, Santa Claus is about as foundational a belief as there is in the world. It causes them to behave in a certain way because they are fully convinced there is an old man in the North Pole who judges and sees their every action. He was convinced that if you go backwards from people's actions, whether it's gravity or Santa Claus, that you will find a foundational belief. The book of Job is a great example of these foundational beliefs clashing. The entire book is written to root out the idea that every time someone suffers, it must be because they sinned. They must have done something to deserve it. Job and his friend's worldview was turned upside down because it was so hard to fathom that something could go against the foundational belief that only bad things happen to bad people and good things only happen to good people. My goal is to get to the root of what we really believe and sometimes whether what we say we believe matches up with how we actually live. Depending on how foundational and pervasive these beliefs are, I sincerely hope that I'll be able to hear the facts and the truth clearly to be able to rethink my theology in a healthy way. There's a wonderful prayer from a tribe of Christians in Papua New Guinea that goes like this. Lord, oil the hinges to my heart's door so that it may swing easily and gently to welcome your coming. And may God oil the hinges of my heart's door so as I come to a more complete knowledge of him, even as these foundational beliefs get tested, I'll be able to easily say, you changed my mind.